Welcome to the Wild and Curious Podcast, a show that's part travel, part feminism, and completely inspired by extraordinary women worldwide. I'm Teresa Christine. And I'm Suzanne Schmetting. Did you do any sports when you were a teenager? Yes. I did. did. Oh my I God. Did. I cannot wait to hear what uncoordinated Suzanne used to do in high school. What are you talking about? I'm very coordinated. I know you've seen me dance. I was a pitcher for varsity softball. Thank what? you very much. Yes. I'm a, I am very varsity. Good. Yes. Wow. Varsity is like legit good. I know. I'm a That's little. That's amazing. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not surprised. It's just like we have literally never talked about the fact that you played varsity I mean, softball listen, and you were fair, the pitcher. I, I quit early. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm sorry. I have to stand for 90 minutes. No, thank you. <laughs> That's cool, though. I would like definitely rest my laurels on that. What about you? I was a gymnast. Oh, that's right. I did gymnastics. I started when I think I was in kindergarten and I did it all the way till I was 16 years old. You get hips when you go through puberty and like boobs and it totally throws off your center of gravity. Right. And so once that happened to me, it was like, it was just watching an elephant on the beam, you know? It was, I'm, <laughs> oh, pal. No, but it, I think it's cool to watch people who are really accelerating in the sport that they're doing. And we talk about it in this discussion with our guests, but I guess I just didn't think about the fact that motocross is such an intense sport. Like, you think you're just riding and it's like a motorized vehicle, but you need to have all of these muscles and strength and resilience to navigate and then also mental capacity to handle it all. Well, and the jumps too, like the Mm. suspension and, you know, like that lift and then getting back on gracefully. That's, ooh. Today we're talking with a young motocross star and champion. And it's just, it's so cool to hear about her experiences because she, not only is she doing this, in a male-dominated sport, but it's like she's not even 18 yet. Tanya Muzinda, who we are talking to, is a motocross rider from Zimbabwe. She came in third in her first international race in the UK. She has been recognized by the United Nations as an honorary ambassador for gender, youth, and sport, and has won Sportswomen of Southern Africa. Um, so I think uh, when I look at um, sports that females do, uh, when we think of tennis, we think of Serena Williams. When we think of swimming, I think of uh, our own athlete, Kirsty Coventry, uh, these popular names. But when we look at uh, motocross, you don't really hear like much female names. There's probably uh, Olivia Lancelot. Uh, she's one of the biggest uh, people in there. But I wanted to dominated for like people of color because in motocross it's known as an expensive sport and most people of color they don't believe that uh, a child should be doing something so expensive and so dangerous so I wanted to show other people out there that anything is possible it doesn't matter what race you are what size you are where you come from anything is possible that's so cool and when when you're actually on your bike what does it 
Like, what is the feeling of being on this bike and riding around? Um, the feeling is so amazing. It's like a roller coaster ride for about uh, 20 minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> That's what it feels like to me. And you just feel like a bird, especially when you jump, you feel in control of the bike, of your own body. And it's all about uh, calculating stuff. It's I can relate it to maths. You're given a maths paper and you, you don't know what's going to be on the paper. You just have to know what exactly you're supposed to do. And I think that's why maybe I love it so much. That's a good comparison. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, so you've mentioned that, you know, it's it's a very expensive sport and, and it's maybe a very quiet sport. What are some other challenges of getting into motocross? Um, I think for me, my biggest challenge would be financial problems because mm-hmm. motocross already is an expensive sport. A bike alone, that's like 10000 And you can't only have one bike. You need to have a racing bike, an extra bike, and a practice bike, so roughly 30000 and you need your kits, you need your medical aid, you need, and these bikes, you can't put them in the boot of your car, especially now when, like in my racing age, the bikes are bigger. So you need to get a bigger car or maybe a trailer or even like a minivan. So all these expenses, they have to go into your sport. And it's not like you're getting paid from the sport. Like after you win, you get a big uh, amount of money. It's not even like that at all. Really? I would have expected you win and like you get some kind of prize, like uh, some money from it. That's crazy. Yeah. So, um, and again, uh, since I come from Zimbabwe and Africa, the sport is not that big at all. We probably have in total uh, hunted riders in the whole of the country. And if you want to succeed in it, you have to go to different countries and that's flights, booking a hotel, renting a bike, and all these so much expenses and you need to be like quite rich if you want to do it so I think for me that would be my biggest challenge yeah yeah how I mean how did you kind of deal with that barrier to entry of the financial side of things um it hasn't been easy at all I don't know how my dad does it but (laughs) he has always found a way to make sure that I'm always at the track Although sometimes it's uh, unfortunately that I will not be able to do a certain race or practice or go abroad, but he somehow finds a way to get me all the sponsors and the funds that I need to do. I love that. My gosh, that's so amazing to have that support. And honestly, it just, it makes it kind of more amazing that you come from Zimbabwe where it's not a huge sport and, you know, there are all these challenges and you've still done it. Like you still have this passion. I think that's so great. Thank you. So motocross is a male dominated sport. And not only are you a woman, but you're a young woman. And how are you treated differently when you are on the track? Um, well, being a girl in any male-dominated sport, I think uh, you do get some discrimination. I know some boys that don't even talk to me. Like, even back in my country, I don't have friends at the motocross track because uh, <laughs> because their parents, they shouted them, like, how could you be beaten by a girl? Uh, she is supposed to be better than her. She's supposed to be stronger, faster, more intelligent than her. And I'm on the track beating them like it's nothing. Obviously, you're going to get uh, discrimination. So I've always learned to keep my head, uh, my head up and focus on winning. 
Yeah, you kind of like you can't listen to the negative people. No. Like you really just have to be in it and doing it because you love it. Yeah. One of my favorite magnets says boys are dumb, throw rocks at them, <laughs> which I think is really appropriate for these boys who don't want to be your friends. But you do have you do have your female coach, Steffi Bao, who is a former professional motocross and supercross racer herself, right? Yes. Yeah, what is that like working with her? Uh, working with her has been the most life-changing experience. Uh, I've accomplished so much more because she had already been into the motocross uh, industry for the longest time since she was four years old. And she was actually one of the first female racers to race against boys in like big, big competitions where girls are not are not allowed to ride with the boys. She was the first one to actually be on the same level with them. And I think it's been so amazing. She's like part of a uh, family to me. I consider her as family and I'm just so grateful for her. I read something about you'd reached out to her or your dad had, and she was sort of like, this is weird. And then when she went and met <laughs> you, it was this great, inspiring thing. Yeah. <laughs> I remember she said when she saw the email, she thought it was a scam. And then she, <laughs> she ignored the email. And then my dad sent another one. And then she was like, mm, maybe, um, maybe it's not a scam. <laughs> and it's great, too, that she can kind of commiserate with you and like talk about how how men and how boys on the track are kind of jerks and you're like <laughs> kicking their butts on in on your bike you know yeah what competitions are you gearing up for right now or like what are you working towards um so before corona there was this race called uh loretta lens and the minios that was the race that i came here to do but unfortunately because of the pandemic uh, all races have been cancelled or postponed to next year. So currently I'm just waiting to see what the uh, the community says about the races, whether or not there are going to be any races this year. So we're just waiting for that. But you're still training. Yes, I am. Um, I recently got a new bike, uh, which was really good news. Ooh. <laughs> Some of the motocross uh tracks they have been closed and especially like in I'm live in Florida so the uh, cases actually went up so that is kind of a disadvantage for me because it means most tracks they are now closed again that is a bummer yeah but you are training you're getting ready you're gonna be tough and strong and faster than ever so I have to know what are you doing to make sure that you are ready for the next competition? I know there's a lot of training involved. <laughs> um, so for my training routine, um, I wouldn't say I'm the best at keeping up with it because I prefer <laughs> to train in the gym. It's really hard at home in my room next to my bed and mm. I get yeah, distracted. <laughs> <laughs> I get distracted a lot, but I usually uh, follow um, like YouTube videos or even this uh, like fitness apps there's so many fitness apps and I can just follow them and copy them and I've been trying to be more consistent and eating healthy and being consistent in my trainings and running every single day I, I also have the same problems with working out by my bed but it's got far less consequences 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My pants are just getting tighter. (laughs) Okay. So while you're waiting and while you're training, I know there are some other projects that that you're working on and that you're promoting to to help your home country. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So basically in Zimbabwe, uh, Zimbabwe used to be, it still is an amazing country. I love the country that's my home. But it's kind of sad to see, like, comparing my life back when I was maybe 10 years old, everything uh, wasn't as hard. Even, like, in sports, we had many competitors. But now, over the years, less people have uh, drawn their kids out of the sport because they can't afford it and it's because of the economy. So we're fighting for corruption. We've been fighting for the longest time, and we're trying to raise awareness. And it's really scary to even talk about it because most people in Zimbabwe, they're scared to raise their voice because they can get abducted, they can get raped, they can. there's so many things that happen to them. And we're just, I feel like uh, people are starting to be like finding their voice to raise more awareness for that. And I just really hope that everything will be back to normal in Zimbabwe. Wow. Yeah, that's... That sounds terrible, but it's great that you are working towards improving that situation. And, you know, you have such a deep love for your home country. I do. When you are not motocrossing, when you are not, you know, helping your home country. Championing. Championing. What are, I mean, you're, you're still a teenager. Like what, what do you do in your downtime? What are some of your passions outside of motocross? Um, some of my passions, I would say like DIY projects. I, you know, like making your own ring light, cutting out, uh, t-shirts to make yes. new, um, outfits, <laughs> trying out new makeup looks, new hairstyles. And I feel like most people, when I say that, they are like, wow, you actually do that because they think, uh, I'm only into motocross, but I love, uh, like fashion and makeup and I would pee on both sides. Hearing her talk about people being surprised that she's into fashion and makeup. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, you know, people want other people to live in boxes. They want to be able to like categorize you. Yeah. And so, and especially women, they're like, oh, you're a mom. Oh, Mm -hmm. you're this. Oh, like this is your role. But giving women this freedom and space to exist as like a badass motocross writer and also like a teenage girl who likes to watch makeup tutorials on YouTube. What about you? What was there anything that stood out when she was talking where you were like, dang, two things. As you know, I always think that I should try whatever our guests are talking about because they're also passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And then when she was first talking about doing motocross, I was like, no, no, I will not be trying this sport. Um, not at all. Sounds, no, no. It, it sounds too, too scary and hard for me, which makes me even more in awe of her. And I mean, even if you were seriously interested, like – you really have to commit from the beginning. You have to be like, cool, I'm going to buy a $10,000 bike now. And the other thing that really stood out to me was was when she was talking about her country and 
the politics and what's going on right now and how it's so much in the media. And she's, you know, she's not even there right now, but she's just, she is fighting for it. She is trying to make people aware of it. And I, I think she's just an astonishing young woman. She's mentioned before how the boys on the track are like, more interested in beating her because she's a girl oh yeah which I was like oh that's that's dirty that's That's dirty dirty. (laughs) (laughs) don't like that yeah I I I saw something when I was first starting to research her and and she gave this interview where she said that like the you know she thought that they might have left her alone or looked at her as not as much of a competitor until she started really winning And then these guys, like she actually made them put forth an even harder effort, which on the one hand, it's like, oh, boys, you being dirty. But on the other hand, I'm like, good for you. You're giving them a run for their money and like forcing them not to be lazy because they can't they can't count you out. For me, I'm I'm glad that you were able to see the positive side of things. I was like, (laughs) I was just like, men are so fragile. (laughs) But they're like, oh, there's a woman here. Okay, I don't. I don't care if I do anything else except beat her, you know, right. Um, that, that was the side that I saw, but I'm, I, I really like what you pointed out just that it, you know, competition is a good thing and competition in co-ed sports is, mm-hmm. is also a good thing. So it's great that like Tanya has been able to inspire people to be even better at their sport. Well, and I think the real winning point here is that yes she's inspired them to be better and to work harder and she still beat them damn even at their best (laughs) (laughs) if you'd like to learn more about tanya or donate to help her in her trainings and competitions head to tanyamuzinda.com that's t-a-n-y-a-m-u-z-i-n-d-a.com you can also find her on instagram at at Tanya Muzinda. If you enjoy listening to the Wild and Curious podcast and would like to contribute to helping us make this thing run, you can. You can Venmo us at the Wild and Curious or via PayPal at paypal.me slash the Wild and Curious. Anything you send, big or small, will go towards the costs of running a podcast that's dismantling the patriarchy. It means so much to us when people rate our show on iTunes and leave reviews. We read those sweet nothings, and yes, we cry about them. We also love it when people send our podcast to someone who they think will enjoy it. Feminists sharing feminist content is the best.